Hi, this is Jeff Cooper, and we welcome you to another Disney at Play podcast. We are here in our continuing series of what we love about the Disney parks worldwide. We've had a chance to visit five Disney theme parks around the globe, and now we've come back to the United States where we're taking in the Disneyland Resort. I'm honored to have my friend Talia Mueller join us as we talk today about one of the most unique parks out there in the entire Disney universe. That's Disney California Adventure. While there are some attractions there you may be familiar with, there are unique experiences here in this park you can't get anywhere else. You're going to want to check out our notes page, which includes uh, a number of videos and links that are uh, kind of give you a sense of what this park is all about. We're going to have a great time talking about our love and why we love Disney California Adventure. So I am here with the grand and glorious Talia Mueller. It is so good to have you on our podcast, Talia. Thank you. Talia and I go back. Talia is actually one of my former clients. And actually, she is uh, one of three people who have actually read my books. <laughs> but I think that's how you found me, isn't it? Yes, it is a wonderful world of customer service. And I remember, I mean, I was on the hunt for people who had done customer service and worked with Disney and just had like uh, emphasis on the business acumen of Disney and the delivery of what, again, what, what kind of wonderful world they deliver to people. And so when I remember, I think it was on Amazon that I, like I Googled and then I found your book on Amazon and I just remember getting it and I was I think 20 pages in and I was like, I have to find this man. I'm on the hunt. And then when I <laughs> saw you were from Florida, I was like, Oh, my home state, this has to be a sign. And yeah, I remember calling you and talking to you about life and what we needed and been working together ever since. So yeah, it was great. Talia is on her balcony at beautiful Marina del Rey. And yeah. yes, I am so jealous. So so if you hear the seagulls in the background, they're oh, not seagulls. Say that it's actually sea her, it's her, her dogs. <laughs> Making the Might be that or seagulls. like legit sea lions. Yeah. Mine, 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 mine. <laughs> mine, mine. <laughs> um, so here we are to talk about Disney, Calif Cal uh, Disney California Adventure. <laughs> and um, I, I, Talia, you actually... Um, have been a gazillion times, but you're fairly new to the park. I don't think you were with the park in its earlier uh, no. years. No, what a mess. I, I wasn't. <laughs> I, 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 was, I went a few times before they did the big overhaul when they still had the California outside. Oh, okay. um, and it really wasn't themed. And I just remember it felt kind of, I hate to say it, I love you, Disney, but it felt kind of like a not great theme park and it wasn't really reminiscent or on brand um, from what I'm recollecting. I just remember being like, eh, I don't really like this. I'm going to go back to Disney and feel the magic. So yeah. I think you're reflective of so many people who just, they get in there and go, okay, well, let's just go on Soren and leave. Yeah. <laughs> and they back out of there. And uh, 
it was just kind of weird. So they they did a massive billion dollar plus renovation on it, and they keep renovating on it. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later. Mm -hmm. um, but we're going to go land by land, and we're just going to talk about what we love about <laughs> each of the lands. And easy. <laughs> and then we will edit down this four and a half hour uh, audio. <laughs> I was going to say four year audio because, video. Yeah, yeah, because there's so many, there are so many things. So we're, really? we're starting at Buena Vista Street, which is mm -hmm. to Disney California Adventure what Main Street USA is to Disneyland. Um, yes. Main Street and, and, and Main Street USA at Disneyland is more of an 18, um, an, uh, a 1900. Um, type thing. Um, the Main Street USA at Magic Kingdom is more of a 1910 version, or actually, and 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 Paris is a little bit even older than that. But but um, but then Disney California Adventures Buena Vista Street is in the 20s. It's kind of represents the era in which Walt arrived in California, and then you go back to. Disney's Hollywood Studios, and you kind of pick up the 30s, 40s, and 50s there. So, um, so the very, very different park entrance. There is no other Buena Vista Street like this in any other park worldwide. Is there something that you absolutely love about this particular, any particular location, place you go? Yeah, I mean, like, so for me, I remember the first time I went back into the park after the Renault. And I remember seeing the trolley hmm. and I just was thinking back to, you know, I love, you know, who framed Roger Rabbit. That was always, you know, like the golden era of, you know, when Hollywood was just beautiful and glamorous. And so for a minute when I walked in, I just remember looking at the trolley and being like, I get to feel like I'm a part of history for a moment. And I felt like they captured it so well. Um, I always say that Disney has this like romance that they follow with the stories because you really just build this infinite love for the characters, for the scenes, but being able to feel like you were a part of Walt and the team's life when you walked in for a moment and feeling like you were in their day to day, um, you know, of the hustle and bustle of like studio life when they were building it was yeah. super cool for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, love I, that. I, I gravitate toward that. That's why I love Disney's Hollywood studios so much. This has that essence of it. And I, and by the way, um, we'll put a link. Our last um, podcast and post was a Disney at work featuring some stories to include the red car trolley. And also to include what is my favorite attraction on that street, which is the icon. It is the castle to that street, the Carthay mm -hmm. Circle Theater restaurant, which for me... Best that, big it, salad ever. Um, <laughs> it is. It is. And, and I... So Walt Disney World, if you ask me my favorite restaurant, it's the Brown Derby. This is the Brown Derby on steroids. It's just so beautiful. And it has this homage weave through it to Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, which is, which premiered in the original uh, Carthay right. Circle Theater. Yes. And I just love that restaurant. It feels, it feels elegant. It, it really does. And you know, the only time, it's so sad to say this, but I can't believe I'm saying this. Um, 
<laughs> recorded. But every time I go to Disney, you're obviously in adorable gear, right? Well, most of us are. We're in our Disney shirts, t-shirts and jeans or shorts. And then you go into Carthay Circle and you're just like, well, I was not dressed for this occasion. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's the tuck still at the, at the dry cleaner. <laughs> totally. It's like, but I do remember, you know, um, Dapper Day. And I did get dressed up one year mm. and I went in and I was like, oh, I finally feel like I match the motif in here. I finally feel like I'm going to have a fancy dinner in my fancy hour. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, because I mean, again, it just felt like we were in that era. So it was just, it was awesome. Yeah. Love yeah. it. So love, I think we, yeah, we both have a absolute love affair with that restaurant. We're going to make a left and go to Hollywoodland and watch the whole thing melt <laughs> in front of us. Because to me, this land should work and it doesn't. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of things that stand out for me. And one of them is um, the Animation Academy. Mm which is just so unique because you walk into this room filled with massive screens. Yeah. And they do these montages to different Disney and Pixar animated films and they just surround you and come to life. And Oh yeah. I, I am, I am on the hunt for the, for the ever, um, ever wanted couch in there you know so I could just sit down relax my feet and take it all in I will tell you a very funny story about that because it's also I feel like you know you have off the page and I used to go into there so many times sorry everyone is saying hello or thank you for first responders so we're now getting the boat thank you at this time of day well hey We appreciate, obviously, all first responders just throwing that in there uh, wow. <laughs> during this crazy time. Oh, yeah. This will go on for, like, a couple seconds more. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm like, couple minutes, seconds? I'm, like, kind of trying to gauge it. Um, so, for me, when I went into Off the Page, I remember you can actually come out of Animation Studio and Turtle Talk with Crush right into Off mm -hmm. the Page. And I remember being like, well... I never knew that there was that whole huge room and experience and all of these different things. Uh, and so I went in the backwards way, okay, <laughs> of sure. course. And I remember walking in the room and I immediately like this felt like I was five years old because like you said, the screens are just so, they're so larger than life. I'm so sorry. They're so okay. larger than life. And I remember actually it was perfect timing. And as you know, this, I have an infinite love of Little Mermaid. And so when I walk yeah. in, I'm turning the corner and I'm hearing, yeah. I want to be where the people are. And like, no joke, dropped to my knees and I was exhausted because I had already been there for like five hours. And I just remember laying flat on the floor, did not care how many feet had been there. And I just laid on the floor and I was like looking at all the screens. And I was like, this is amazing. And I was crying because I was so moved by this childhood memory that got back and it made me feel again the room making you feel 
like a child again because everything was just so big when you're a kid everything's so big yeah everything feels so just like oh my god and so I think that they did a really amazing job of triggering the subconscious into that moment of you feeling like a child again which I think is amazing agreed agreed uh there is a fantastic theater which houses the Frozen musical. Mm -hmm. uh, it's astounding that Disney with all its theaters does not have, Walt Disney World doesn't have a theater quite like that. It is a traditional um, big stage Broadway style theater, but it's beautiful and the show's great. Do you, uh, if nothing else, you want to take in the air conditioning. Absolutely. I feel like, so I actually went and saw um, I saw one of the first shows of Frozen on Broadway in Denver, where it first opened. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember seeing it at Disney, you know, Disney California Adventure. And I was like... Before that? Yeah. And I was just like, this is, this is almost identical. Mind you, a little sped <laughs> up. But I was just like, a little sped up. But I was just like, this is amazing. Like, I, and I just think, again, Disney does such an incredible job with the costuming, with the performance. And I mean, they do multiple shows daily. And I mean, the, the talent that they pick really, there's so much care behind it mm. and love. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, oh, oh, you walk out feeling moved and you're like, okay, like let's go and get the rest of the day. You know, it's yeah. just, it's a really, really cool thing. Love the experience. Yeah. Now, for of those who are, and I, we have a lot of listeners who are Walt Disney World folks who have never been to Disneyland. So, to say that they took the Tower of Terror and made it into a Guardians of the Galaxy ride, let me just let me just tell you first of all, the Tower of Terror at Disney California Adventure was the saddest, most pathetic looking creature I had ever seen on earth. And I love the Tower of Terror. At, if you touch my Tower of Terror at Disney Hollywood Studios, you are, in, you are in big trouble. So I was a little leery when they announced doing this Guardians of the Galaxy thing, but they, but they had me when the raccoon showed up in the library. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, Rocket. Rocket was amazing. So I love, so I went to, when I went to Disneyland Paris, I obviously went on Tower Terror and everything like that. And I Which was is like, the same exact version. Right. Their versions are different than, than Florida's version. Completely different. Um, and when I, you know, came, you know, I think it was a couple of years ago now back to Walt Disney World, I was like, wow, this is like, this is extra. This is amazing. So I actually wasn't really partial for the ride to stay. I felt, uh, it's probably blasphemous what I'm saying right now, but um, I was actually really excited to get the Guardians ride because I wanted to see what story they were going to tell. I think to date, it is one of the coolest rides um, for Disneyland, um, Disney California Adventure Parks, period. I mean, it's just got an awesome storyline. The drops, everything are so incredible. I I'm love it. I'm looking at you talking about it, and you you have this smile on your face, and you have this smile on your face when yeah. you ride this ride. You are in this giggle yeah. mode of yeah. watching this thing. And yeah. there's one little place where, um, what's the little bush, the little tree guy? Um, Groot? 
Groot, yeah. He, they're like, you know, Groot, Groot, unplug it, unplug it or something, or push the button, push the button, and then they push the button. The whole thing just drops. They drops. drop, we drop. And you are, you know what's going to happen when Groot pushes the button. Absolutely. <laughs> it's so funny. It is so funny. And then they've got this rock and roll music. It's just, it is, it is, uh, it is a totally unique experience. They, and I feel, you know, the ride is amazing, but it's so fast. But what I loved, and again, the Tower of Terror queue, when you're waiting to get on the ride, never really, like, got me. I thought it was cool, but it never was really like, wow, look at that. You're there. Oh, my gosh. When I go into the queue now and I'm waiting, I love waiting because there's something new that I see every single time, you know, and in the collection, right? I'm getting to see all these like cool little like creatures and things like that. I'm like, whoa, what is that? I didn't see that last time. Um, but I know that they add things as you go along, but I love being observant and seeing those new things that they're updating in the queue. Oh, yeah. It's really fun. Yeah, very cool. Okay, so one of the reasons I wanted you on this podcast, and let me just back up to the bigger story here. If you go across all Disney parks worldwide, there are only a couple of places where they take an entire land and dedicate it to a particular film property. Yes. Mm. They'll do lands with lots of film properties on it, lots of IPs, but there's right. only a couple of places where that shows up. Um, Mermaid Lagoon at Tokyo Disney Sea is totally dedicated to your favorite. But yes. uh, here at Disney California, you have what is truly one of the most, I think one of the best lands that has ever been created, Radiator Springs, mm -hmm. um, that is tied to cars. And a lot, not everybody gets into cars, but you can't help, but, and I don't really get into cars per se, but I love Route 66. And I yes. love that thematic detail. They've created an entire canyon wall to hide what are power lines behind it. And it is this unending, you could stand in the middle of the queue at one point, Radiator Springs Racers, and you feel like you are truly surrounded in this canyon. Oh yeah. And then yeah. let's get to Radiator Springs Racers on, and we have a complete ride video that, that we'll show in the show notes unbelievable attraction i mean this the, the whole <laughs> thing is already amazing it's an unbelievable attraction so for those of who do have never been here but they've been to walt disney world i want you to give me the comparative point because you also love oh. love love pandora world of avatar oh, at walt God. disney world which is oh, the God. third single ip attraction land that is out there so tell, tell me lady which one which one's better oh oh it's so hard oh okay <laughs> oh it's so hard i feel okay i have well i mean obviously you know i work with james cameron and his family on mm -hmm. you know was there with the whole avatar thing so like i think i just have an attachment to to that just because of that um but i love racing cars as you know as well and oh that's right so, i forgot that yeah. aspect about you're doing that yeah. all the time yeah i mean okay so i will tell you this for the um annual pass holders when they first opened up radiator radiator springs 
pass holders when they were doing really cool stuff at the time, mm-hmm. we got to go into the park two weeks before the general public, which was amazing. So there were like 50 people in there. And I remember getting on the ride the first time. And again, standing in the queue, I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm in Arizona. This is crazy. This mm. is because I was going out to Arizona all the time. They did an amazing job. When I went on the ride, I was like, hmm, I don't know how fun this is going to be because I, I don't know. It's a car. You know, I race cars. And you had never With been that, on test track at Epcot. So you had no Ep- comparative no, point for the technology. No comparative point. But when I got on, I was like, oh my gosh. And literally the whole time, ear to ear, sm- and every single time, even the last time I went in early February, I miss you so much. It's like this, this ride, but like, I really miss Disneyland and Disney California Adventure so much. But anyway, but I just ear to ear smile still. I have this same face and pose that I do for the photo cue. But every time I'm just like, they have me on the edge of my seat. Like, am I going to win in this car? Or is it going to be the time that I lose? And legit, there's never a consistent time where I'm like, knowing if I'm going to win or lose. And I'm just so excited to have that finish. And then seeing, you know, Mater is like my favorite character from Cars. It's just, it's a laugh every single time. And again, the yeah, ride is Yeah, at the same just, time, you have said to me again and again and again and again, Flight of Passage, favorite ride. Flight of Passage, favorite ride. So, so it really to, is. to give the glowing review you've done and still you're always saying you love Flight of Passage, it's, it, it's at that comparative level. That's just, don't think of it as test rack. Think of it as a whole. It's elevated. It's a whole I think. thing elevated to its yeah. own. I mean, and, and again, flight of passage, I have an emotional attachment to it, but again, I had before cars was my favorite ride before flight, before I even discovered flight of passage. So it's number two. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll just add one more. I'll just add one more word to this conversation. Sunset. Because when the neon lights come on, it is so magical. And the and the canyon is is a lit is a lighting job in and of itself, kind of like oh, yeah. um, Rise uh, or Galaxy's Edge, and yeah. um, it it is. And for for those who've seen Galaxy's Edge and think, wow, these mountains are amazing, that's the caliber of what you see at Cars Land on this oh, yeah. old mountain range, if not more. And one or two more notes. Yeah. Halloween time, amazingly oh, decorated. Oh, yes. That's another level. I mean, I actually think I like. The Halloween time better than Christmas for Cars Land because they just go. I mean, they do things that I'm so off the wall. Amazing, so funny. So yeah, if you can go, go to Halloween time. Try to add a Halloween picture to this. Thank you for mentioning that. That is that is cool. Actually, um, both holidays are just really well done at Disney California. Oh, I think so. I I, yeah, I absolutely, absolutely. So um, Pacific Wharf is a little bit of. what was originally the Golden State area of the park. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's like Monterey up in Northern California. And it's really the, it's the food court of Disney California adventure for lack of a better term. But I, I disgrace it by saying that. And, and there's only one word I can use to describe Pacific Wharf, Ghirardelli. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> I was going to say 
bread bowl. <laughs> hilarious. Sourdough. Sourdough. Yeah, there's sourdough. a sourdough bakery that you get to watch how they make sourdough bread. And that's all interesting. But let me tell you, I am the man I am trying to lose today because of Ghirardelli. And the thought that you would put one inside a Disney theme park is just not, is not good for me. <laughs> so. so that's the way I feel about their bread bowl. Um, to date during the winter when I get, I'm like, I'm, this is my excuse. And as you know, I have cover, color levels for when I'm hangry. Um, but I will consistently go on a yellow throughout the day to warn my friends or my Disney companions. And I'll say, I'm on a yellow. Let's go back to get me back into green. Um, and I think the record for broccoli cheddar soup bowls uh, in a bread bowl in a day is seven. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So when I'm saying they're amazing, they're amazing. And you can also get bread shaped in uh, the shape of a Mickey. I mean, it's just so cute. It's bread on steroids, not literally. I mean, it's just beautiful bread. <laughs> the bread bowl soup thing is a big thing at, at Disneyland and Disney California Adventure. I'm, I know they do it somewhere at Walt Disney World, but it, it, it escapes my memory right now. It just doesn't stand out. Like I can't does. think of it either. It's yeah. like it's like churros. It's it's uh, you can't talk about Disneyland without talking about churros. Those so. also, I miss them. I miss a lot of things right now. This, I miss. I miss you know. And I tell people all the time, I love going on the rides, but I love the rides and the food because it's like I have my little stops and my little routines when I'm going through the park. And you know, I love food, so I'm missing everything right now. I'm awful. hearing you. I am hearing you. So we head over to Pixar Pier, and this is, this too has actually gone through a couple of renovations. The original, yes. um, again, you know, this uh, Beach Pier Carnival Amusements were the exact reason why Walt got into Disneyland. That's <laughs> the kind of fix and address yes. this. So Which why I you would rebuild so something that Walt yeah. was trying to was just not ever a good idea. That said, um, California Screamin' never suffered as a ride. It was always, right. I love it more than um, Rock and Roller Coaster. It takes off, and, and by the way, we have video, right, right video of it. Um, that's very popular, so we'll have that in the show notes. But, and then they did it to Incredicoaster because they took the whole land and put it to Pixar different themes. Yeah, that one's two Incredibles. Yeah, do do you like the original um, uh, coaster, or do you like Incredicoaster more? The Incredicoaster is just like the theme. I love that you can smell cookies on the ride because I also love <laughs> cookies. I think everyone can see that there's a theme. Like the fact that you're chasing Jack Jack and they're baiting him with a cookie. I'm just like, this would be me if I was the Incredibles. I would be Jack Jack being baited with cookies the whole ride. I mean, I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, so I think the, again, the story that they're able to, to deliver again through the queue, starting the ride, and then you're with the family and you feel like you're part of the story and on this like really fast, quick adventure. So not only are you having this ride of your life, but you're also a part of this really funny story. So you're laughing because you're excited yeah. about the ride. And then you're laughing because of all the jokes that are happening. I mean, it's, it's awesome. That I, I completely agree. Um, I will also say that um, 
uh, for those of, who love uh, Toy Story Mania, which has never made any sense at Disney's Hollywood Studios, makes more sense now that it's part of Pixar, um, our Toy yes. Story Land there, but it made no sense in the early days. It makes all the sense in the world because it's themed to a carnival. And yeah. so it's it's a major attraction here. So it, it really fits well, but it's identical to, other than the queue, it's identical as a ride. Um, the, um, the only other thing I would say, and uh, you know, I could say when we talk about Disney, it's a, and Disneyland and Disney California adventure, isn't it about the food? And, but lobster nachos, let's just, <laughs> let's just go there for a moment because I really love Lamplight Lounge. Okay. So as you know, that used to be like the little mermaid restaurant. Oh, that's what was right. It? It was Ariel's. Friends. And I obviously ate there to support my princess, but I would say that the food wasn't amazing. I now have a particular table that I go there and I get, personally, I love the poke bowl. It is so inventive. Oh. I still to this day have not seen a poke bowl like it. Um, and it is oh, the flavors. Oh, you and me both. I'm like, I need to go get one after this. Um, but you know, for me, I'm just like, it is hands down. And this is crazy because you also know I go to Hawaii quite often. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry for anyone hearing this in Hawaii, but like, it is the best poke bowl I've ever had in my life. The food there is incredible. Everything that I've had, the sliders, the drinks, everything is just so, I mean, the caliber of the food is incredible. I eat there every single time I go. I mean, I don't miss it. That's yeah. my dinner every single time. No, I love that. Well, while we're on Ariel, we should go around the corner to Paradise Gardens Park because your Little Mermaid attraction, which, <sighs> so we all know the, the attraction is the same. The ride is almost the same. It's about 3% different in terms of some lighting variation, but it is the same otherwise. And um, the only thing that's really different is we have a, a better queue at Walt Disney World that kind of goes through a, a grotto. Uh, here it's- yeah, it is very themed. cool to the carnival, which is very nice looking, but, but it's, it's not the same. Um, I, I assume you love that, that, that ride. They said, well, okay, Talia now lives in California. We have to build this ride. Totally. Talia. <laughs> when I met Talia first, she had this hair that was the color of, of Ariel. Ariel. And she had just gotten back from the Coco premiere which oh, actually, yeah. no, you invited me to the Coco premiere and I had some kind of event and I couldn't go to it. And I, at the, at the Pixar studio, I just heard me. Just to know, we that. were the first, first audience to ever, ever, ever see the film. That's why it was such a big deal at Pixar. I mean, we were the first audience ever publicly to see the film. We even saw it before the premiere. Mm movie stars and everything so it was that was an incredible experience yeah yeah so anything else you love about paradise most people most people think paradise gardens is really just part of pixar pier it's actually uh technically separated on the map i will say the one thing and and it is probably again one of the most disappointing corners i don't get goofy sky Co coaster i don't you know it's just i don't things. even get the little food court either 
Yeah, it is a good venue for their food and wine festivals, and Absolutely. you know they, that's where they kind of line up their 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 booths. But the one thing that redeems it is Disney's World of Color show on the lagoon. Oh. And so you understand this is to Disneylanders what um, Illuminations is for Disney Worlders. It's it's not mm. a fireworks show. It is entirely yeah. fountains, and they right. went with entirely fountains because they they have so many, for lack of a better term, pollution credits. You know they they have to pay for their smoke at at Disney, and and um, they're already burning off a lot of fireworks. So they created this mm -hmm. show around fountains, and it is. It's just, and I have the I have the first portion of it on in our show notes, um, which is the best part in my opinion. But um, with the Little Mermaid, but I, I, I wow, <laughs> this is this is an amazing, amazing show. Absolutely, I I love that they change it for seasons. I you know that's that's amazing. I and again, I remember when it first came out. And if they were, it was under renovation and I'm like, what are they doing in the lake? They're putting these lights in here. It's going to look crazy. Yeah. And if anyone's ever been to Las Vegas and seen the Bellagio water mm, show, it is that on steroids. Yeah. Uh, no comparison. It blows it out of the water. Um, but it, they also have these really cool hats that you can wear that uh, light up and the lights will sync with the show. So it's another interactive uh, that I love, an interactive experience that they mm -hmm. bring in, you know, you being this lifelong patron and then getting to see your favorite clips of, you know, your childhood favorites um, and being able to sing along. And then you hear grown men, grown women, older, you know, grandmas, grandpas, oh kids trying to sing. It moves you. You're and just like cry, mm. cry. Oh, I'm, oh. I, there are some places in there that are just they they tug, they hurt. Oh, it's yeah. so much on the heart. But yeah, I love if, to cry apparently because I do a lot of it during go, that show. You cannot go to <laughs> Disneyland Resort and not set aside an evening to see the show, which isn't always playing Absolutely. every night. So no, you you really got to plan out plan. your schedule, but it will change you. It is it is life-changing also a fun fact if you want to get great seats you can wait without paying but it does take probably about two hours to you know grab seats just like you would in front of the castle but if you go to Carthay Circle or the California Winery um, you can get tickets for preferred seating options um, with your meal so you would just have to ask yes. for the world of color meal and that is a preset menu, but you have options and then you get these amazing seats so you can go and do all of the rides that you want to your heart's content and you've already got a seating a standing area, area. It's not a pre-designated yeah. for you. Um, but it, yeah, it, nah, and, that's, and that's really important because it gets really crowded in that area. Oh yeah. At night. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> so the last land um, that we've, that is currently there is Grizzly Peak. And I love this land because it's the most park-like mm. land of it, uh, of the entire place. I love um, Grizzly Rapids, um, although I don't do it very often because the weather kind of gets colder in California oh. and you have to pay the consequence of getting wet. Even in the dead of summer. Yeah, it'll still get chilly in the evening. It is where Soren originally premiered. And in fact, mm. 
and I love Soren over California. I'm not a big Soren fan, but I am a big Soren over California. And there is that that film moves me emotionally mm-hmm. when yeah. when you were on that uh, on your surfboard at the end. Yeah. At the sunset, you have me and then and then we have this rush scene through downtown Los Angeles on the way to one of Talia's offices. And uh, so <laughs> just like it is in LA. Yeah. Oh my gosh. My heart tugs on that show and they still show it there. They Mm -hmm. kind of, kind of almost just kind of recognize that people would rather see that. And it's, it's so appropriate to the land. So. um, It is really crazy because as you know, we did have um, Soren over the world and it was it was interesting because I mean you're in Disney California Adventure, so you want to see the terrain of all of California. And I remember it wasn't really received well. People were actually disappointed. And I remember when the Food and Wine Festival was going on earlier this year, because it was a food, you know California Food and Wine Festival, they had it playing, and the queues went from being like 30 minutes when it's like you know soaring mm-hmm. over the world to an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, people really love to celebrate California. I mean, it's just, it's amazing. And when I did it, it was a dated print too. I mean, they've since gone to a digital copy, I believe, but so uh, yeah, definitely. If you are a soaring over California fan, this is your home and take mm-hmm. advantage of it. Fast pass available. I, I have to say, you can't talk about Grizzly Peak without talking about the adjoining hotel. And there are only three parks that have hotels that adjoin the park. Yes. Um, Disneyland Hotel at Paris, the Miracosta at um, Tokyo Disney Sea. This one does not sit at the entrance like the other two. It sits adjoining, but it connects and has its own separate entrance. Yes. And it is just an extension of Grizzly Peak. And mm. that whole arts and crafts movement, architecture, look and yes. feel, this is not this high and mighty. It, 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 it's, in the, it's in the same league as, as the Disney Wilderness Lodge and Disney's mm. Animal Kingdom Lodge, but it is a totally different kind of beast. representing that California arts and craft movement. And it's just, if you can appreciate architecture, it is stunning. I love it generally. Um, I think again, and I'm being, because you know, I love Christmas time. I think the part where it really strikes me with that craftsmanship is during Christmas time. It is absolutely breathtaking i feels like they have a thousand foot christmas tree on the inside it just feels Arts again and craft, larger than life. House. it's and um, it's amazing oh. yeah and i mean they the way that it looks it when you're even going through like the little forest area just to get back into the hotel you really feel like you're in a forest in california and you're getting lost and i just i love that's why i love that hotel. Um, I did stay there when I went to the Disney Institute um, mm-hmm. program. You know, yeah, program, and I was there for four days. And what 
an absolute pleasure because I just literally felt like I was lucky because I had one of the rooms I was looking out and it just looked like I was in the forest. It was just so cool. I loved it. We've done many of our programs there at at California Adventure. Uh, Go to performancejourneys.com, please. Thank you. Don't go to the other one. And, um, but you're definitely uh, get more from Jeff. I promise you, I promise you, but it is, it, and it's so great to be right there. And, um, I love the Napa Rose restaurant. That's delicious food. Yeah. That's a signature restaurant. I, and the, and the storytellers, uh, cafe is, is wonderful. Just all of that is great. It's just, all of it's great. Pool is great. The whole feel of it is they just uh, redid the rooms last year or so. And um, it's all, it's all, it really, I have to say it's a package deal. Yeah. Um, so if you can, if you can afford it, it's high end. Uh, before the craziness of the pandemic, it was like seven fifty a night. But oh, yeah. if you can, if you can afford it. They so, have a spa. So worth everything. It. Yeah, they have, they have yeah. everything. Their spa, their spa is gorgeous. Um, And again, I think my favorite thing about staying there really when I was, you know, a guest was, oh my gosh, I can just leave and go right into the park and I don't have to move my car. It's just so exciting because you literally feel like, okay, I'm done with my day. Now I'm going out to the park and it's 30 seconds. So it's really, I think it's just, it's awesome. So we, we should mention Disneyland struggles, uh, unlike Walt Disney World, it struggles with having enough land. But they have made some strategic moves, took out a cute little Bugs Land um, attraction. It was cute, but they're now putting in what's known as the Avengers Campus with a web slinger Spider-Man adventure ride, think Midway Mania, but they've got this ability to have you flip your wrist and sling webs at, at uh, some robotic, I think, spiders that have gotten out of whack. And um, there's some other uh, attractions there, Sanctum, which is going to be a kind of a show slash meet and greet with Dr. Strange. They've always had the, they've had, well, not always, but for many of the last recent years, they've had the Avengers folks in Hollywood land, they're all moving to this Avengers headquarters. Yes. In a very high themed land. If you have watched the Imagineering uh, series on Disney Plus, they show Amazing. this Spider-Man, well, they show this, this animatronic being thrown up in the air, but that's Spider-Man and it's part of a show that hopefully will be coming. This, uh, this whole land is, is kind of, a little bit postponed because of the of the virus, but it's just another piece. And and um, uh, Guardians will also kind of join this whole as a whole yes. piece. And then there's another major major attraction that'll come in a few years after this. But but um, this also is another reason why. And you and for those who who again wondering if they should go to Disneyland, you can't do that at Walt Disney World because of IP rights that Universal holds out there. So, so yes. if you want a Disney Avenger, uh, Avenger kind of Marvel experience, experience, we don't use the word no. Marvel there, but, but if you want that experience, you got to go to Disney California Adventure to get right. it or to Hong Kong if you want to get on a longer uh, flight. So, and, and eventually to Paris too, but, but uh, 
any rate, have we missed anything on Disney California Adventure? Just besides their amazing retail that I love. Other than that, no. <laughs> they have amazing retail there, just FYI for any shoppers. So. Yeah. Yeah, and, and a better place, even even the Disneyland resort retail, it's just a easier and better way of shopping for that is over there as opposed to Disneyland, yeah. which can get a little clustered. So yes, um, it, yeah, I totally agree on that. And I, we talked about the holidays. Wow, fun. I love the holidays yes. there. So yeah. thank you for joining us for this conversation, Talia. Uh, this has course. been fun. Thank you. Fun. We need I always to love talking this. to you. We need to yeah, do this. No. I uh, know they need to open up Disneyland. I heard that they're opening up. Uh, I think it was Shanghai, May 11th or something. Yeah, they just announced this afternoon. For those who are just getting this, they just announced this afternoon Disney Springs will start opening up some of the third um, operating partner restaurants and shops on the 20th of this month. So Great. slow and go, but it's coming, and mm -hmm. hopefully everybody will be well and it'll all work out. And, and uh, we'll be back in, in the magic. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It was a blast. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that wraps it up for today. I'd like to thank my friend Talia for joining us for this wonderful conversation about Disney California Adventure. I'd also like to suggest to make sure you take in the... Uh, the notes page, which has a number of links and some great videos. Our videos come uh, courtesy of our YouTube page. And so please check that out as well because we are adding new YouTube videos of Disney all of the time. So make sure when you have a chance to head over to J. Jeff Kober, K-O-B-E-R. That's our YouTube channel. It's there that you can subscribe so that you're informed whenever we uh, have new videos coming. Again, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you being with us. If you get a chance, not only subscribe to this podcast, but if you, had, if you could possibly, head over to iTunes and give us a, uh, a positive rating and maybe a nice word. Appreciate it. And in the words of Sinbad from Sinbad Storybook Voyage, always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day.